Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. It's time again for the Ministry to Parents podcast. Hey, everybody, this is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much for joining in. We are on our third episode of our series called Ministry Interrupted. And we are basically helping church leaders transition online because yeah. i mean we're just straight up in a global pandemic how to deal <laughs> uh how to deal with uh ministry and uh, specifically parent ministry uh digitally online during a global pandemic and in essence because everybody's home ministry has become parent ministry like it just is <laughs> you've said that a couple of times i want to make sure people hear that because i really love i really love 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 that um because when in in a normal world ministry kind of the the location of ministry kind of tends to be thought of as at a church and then we came along and said hey here's how we can bridge it at home not mm-hmm. just us a bunch of people mm-hmm. came along and did mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and we're that's our passionate conversation but you said one of the things COVID has done is it's taken pretty much for a lot of people all ministry is parent ministry so parent it's ministry just ministry. became yeah. ministry yeah <laughs> ministry, ministry became parent ministry <laughs> true 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 it just is And so today's episode in particular that we want to address is how do you adapt your curriculum into this virtual ministry with students, children, um, family, parents, because many of you pay your yearly fee and you pay for curriculum. And because whether it be uh, some denominations call it Sunday school, others um, have different classes on Saturday nights or or mass. And and so everybody has their uh, curriculum that they use. And for most of it, it's literally print it and study it and then come in and teach it. And it's like, how do you transition that curriculum to moving online? And so we want to give you just a few tips today to help you figure out how to do that. But then also, if you have volunteers that do it, how to help them do it as well. I love that. And uh, because it's it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said a few episodes ago, it, it was like overnight uh, churches had to figure out how to be online content production companies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it felt like at least. Right? And, um, and, and this is what I've observed personal observation. I've just observed that what we did kind of in shock, mm-hmm. what we did was we all rushed to recreate the in-person uh, learning environments. Mm-hmm. We just rushed to recreate it online. That was step mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That's the Zoom meetings and all the things that we tried to accomplish. But when we realized again, Zoom fatigue and mm-hmm. just people weren't showing up after a first, maybe they showed up a couple of times, but then they stopped. Yep. Then it became okay. Wow, we can't just recreate our what we were doing online. That's not working. So what do we do now? And that's kind of where we are still in Mm -hmm. in for a lot of us in real time. Yes. So um, one of the tips that we want to start out with, and and this is the, this tip is about just straight up embracing technology because one of the things Jeremy and I've done in owning ministry to parents is it's full blown digital company, like 100%. We don't ever print paper. We don't publish books. It's digital. And so one of the tips we have is to embrace technology because it can be your friend. You can work smarter, not harder. And one of the ways to do that and how you embrace it is 
look at your curriculum and you can decide uh, what you want to teach live. But because you have technology, you can also decide what you want to automate. I'll never forget like when I learned about the technology piece, like you can actually teach it, record it, automated and have it play at certain times so if you wanted to teach curriculum but you say you know what I'm not available at Sundays at 11 o'clock to be online that day well hey I can teach it during the week record it and set it to play at 11 o'clock schedule content schedule content yes so it's a way to take the curriculum and make it fit your schedule it's kind of how you have to think outside the box a little bit with it Yes, and there's so many, um, uh, I'll just throw out, if uh, if you want to schedule social media, you can use programs like Hootsuite. We uh, we use Poobler or Publer, I guess it's Publer, <laughs> P-U-B-L-E-R. Uh, th- there's a bunch of other things, but even on the social media platforms, mm-hmm. on Facebook, you can schedule your posts, uh, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of different places you can do that. Mm-hmm. But even with video, you mm-hmm. can... Um, okay. There's webinar software like Webinar Jam where you can literally be running a, a, a video a session, a training session every day, as many times a day as you want that people can log in and check out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use some of the ways uh, you see small businesses and other places automating content. Churches can do that too. That's right. And it's, and you can use the technology if, if to become that learner, to become that student. If you're willing to embrace the technology, it could actually become your friend instead of your enemy. Yes. You know? And so one of the things, uh, if you happen to have volunteers who teach regularly, as you can begin to help them learn how to teach online as well. So add this question to your content plan when you're figuring out how are we going to distribute this curriculum in a new way? One of the questions you ask is how do we automate it? Oh yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Can I bring up a question to ask? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I, what I think we should ask of the curriculum is what is essential mm-hmm, for sure? Cause one of the things uh, we did pre COVID is we took our curriculum, so many great curriculums. By the way, I just need to say this. Mm-hmm. Ministry to Parents, we're not a curriculum company. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people get us confused as if we are a curriculum company. We're not. Mm-hmm. Our material we is a is a add-on mm-hmm. to every curriculum. I don't care what you use. You can still use what we offer. Mm-hmm. We, we don't try to be a curriculum. Mm-hmm. So with that said, a lot of amazing curriculums out there um, mm-hmm. love them. And they do such a good job of putting the lesson plan together in a way that a volunteer who doesn't have all the time in the world can receive the lesson plan, study it, process it, prepare it. And then they come to a circle of of children or teenagers. They present that at your weekly gathering at your church. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, What we in our um, idealistic minds believe is that those kids (laughs) remember everything (laughs) That, that was that, said in that one that hour. that group leader taught, <laughs> and they're applying it to their lives. And it's what uh, we hope for Jeremy, it's what we hope for, and uh, uh, and that the leaders are teaching it like it's their you know last word letter. It's the thing they're going to share with the whole world. Like it's the most important thing they've ever said. I wish all of that were true, but mm-hmm. we all have lived in real life what that <laughs> looks like. And the reality is, as as much as we want to believe, as far as the curriculum is concerned, if I took a, a kid who 
who experienced your curriculum in an in-person gathering, and I asked them three weeks later to tell me one thing they learned, the reality is potentially they might not even be able to give me one thing. So we don't want to, uh, you know how, uh, we don't want to overestimate what has been happening in our weekly programs, but I don't want you to underestimate mm-hmm. how easily mm-hmm. if you break it down into what is essential, you could create digital moments that people actually remember. Yes. And that could be repeated because yes. people will remember what is repeated. Yes. So this is what I would encourage you to do. Lower your expectations on the amount of stuff you're going to be able to teach with your curriculum. But look at your curriculum because usually all of them have a main idea, a big point, yes. and a central verse. Start there. Just like Elizabeth said, put that into a social media platform that uh, and, and automate it. Mm-hmm. Every email system you use, MailChimp, AWeber, ActiveCampaign, doesn't matter what you use. They all have a way to automate, write emails and automate, send them out regularly, schedule them. You could schedule social media posts. Take this main idea and schedule them out and just have, let it just boom, 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 boom out there all during the week. Mm -hmm. So people can see it on many different platforms Mm -hmm. in many different ways. And learn, yeah, different ways. It's a consistent message that is being sent out. And it is being done, in a, and it's not overwhelming because it's a, it's the main idea with the main verse. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. We might, and I'm just going to kind of flip our minds a little bit, we might actually be doing better Yeah. as far as the retention of our curriculum's content. Yep. We might be doing better because they're doing learning, it that way. Because people have different learning styles, right? Uh, the one thing I will say is that I'm only talking about retention of content. The the reason why we love our weekly environments and those circles and those leaders, it's the relational piece. For sure. You can't, it is so hard to do that digitally. It's possible, but it is hard Yes. to replicate that. But we can take the main points of our curriculum and there's a way to do it that, that uh, helps them probably recall things even better. Receive it. And I love that you distinguished the difference. We're not talking about, uh, replacing the relationship that occurs in the group gatherings you're just we're covering that this is just how to assimilate the curriculum into the minds of people yes (laughs) how to teach it how to creatively teach it using technology because you don't have that one hour anymore to just go through the curriculum packet you now have seven days with a whole lot of methods and avenues to deliver the content. And when we're talking about teenagers and specifically, you know, regarding social media and that's how they receive it. I mean, you could be so creative if, if you have that, like you could make TikToks around the subject, yeah. <laughs> you know, TikToks, you could, you Instagram TikToks. reels, it's, YouTube. Yes. It's where yes. the, it's where the, it's where the teenagers specifically they're living, you know, our they're teenagers living, yes. don't even watch our television, right? <laughs> For them, it's YouTube. It's just crazy to my mind. Yes. And so, and that's a great chance to even involve your teenagers. If they would, if, you know, if you have the kinds that love to post TikToks all the time, just say, Hey, we have some content coming up. Uh, would you be willing to create a few TikToks around the subject? Just have a little fun. There's so many ways to be creative with your curriculum. And it's a great season to experiment. And this is what we have, this is the theme we've kept saying. Digital is not going away when COVID does. Digital is not going away when COVID does. COVID will eventually go away. We all believe, hope, and pray for that. 
but it's but the church and the people that are engaging your church there they have a new set of expectations they want to engage you digitally they've actually been wanting to and now you've had been forced to change and, and you're meeting some needs there that's not going to go away when we go back to our weekly program pro- programming mm-hmm. in person mm-hmm. um so here's an here's another thought that i want to bring and it is this this is a wonderful opportunity during covid to help parents see the big picture of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. All right. So everything I engage with my kids as a parent, I get big picture. Um, when my son goes to play a sport, the coach gives me, uh, at some point he gives me the four year journey. Hey, you know what? This is what your son's going to do. He's going to come in as a freshman and he's going to have this type of experience, but then we're going to take him to sophomore then junior. And then by the time he gets to senior year, he's going to have this experience. And this is the, Journey. I will never forget. I went to a coach one time and said, Hey, how can I help my son? Um, I'm trying to help him. He goes, look, we have a three year plan for your son. Let me tell you what that three year plan is. And um, he gave me a big picture. When I go to schools, uh, when my kids go to school, they give me a, a kind of a synopsis of here's what they're going to be learning. Here's the credits. Here's the process. It really does help parents engage your program when they can see the big picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know any curriculum worth their salt that doesn't have a big picture. Mm-hmm. They start with big pictures. In mm-hmm. fact, they, you, I think you might have heard the fancy term scope and sequence. It's when we really want to be impressive. We throw out, this is the scope and sequence of our curriculum. <laughs> but the idea is that's just the big picture. And this is a time during COVID to do some, some content and some material that says, hey, parents, I want to just take a second to tell you the big picture of what we're teaching your kids. So they start here, they end here. This is what we want them to learn. So to summarize, the we kind of threw it out today in questions. So to summarize, we're going to give you the three questions that you can ask yourself. The first one is, how do we automate it? The second one is, what are the essential parts that I can pull from the curriculum? And the third is, how can I help parents engage in the big picture? I love it. You did great with that. So those are the three questions. Very, very impressive. And before we go, I always want to mention this, that uh, we have a way at Ministry to Parents for you to experience the content that we give to parents. I said we're not a curriculum company, and we're not. And sometimes it, as you're figuring out how do we deliver our curriculum to kids and teenagers and students, uh, you're like, and then I have to go over here and create content for parents? Well, hey, here's the deal. We help with that part. And that's what we do. No matter what curriculum you use, we we help with that. And we want you to experience what we the type of stuff we create for free. So we created just a few resources that you can kind of have for free to check out and, and start using and see if it works. Uh, the way to get those is to go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. Thank you so much for joining in on today's episode. We, if you want to join us next time, our episode's going to cover how to help children and parents connect at home. It's for all the children's leaders out there who are trying to figure out how to do children's ministry in the middle of COVID. So come back and join us next episode. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. See you then. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.